Welcome to the Stack of Stats podcast. I'm your host, Pam Aldenado, joined by my favorite college football handicapper, Harry Gagnon of the Against All Odds podcast with Cousin Sal. It is Thanksgiving, so my man, Harry, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. How are you doing today? Same to you, Pam. Same to you. Uh, everything's good. Uh, hanging in there. Uh, need, uh, need, uh, need a big second half here for the Cowboys. And uh, Michael Gallup, I got him. It's uh, uh, my play of the day to have an anytime touchdown and over 50, 56 and a half uh, receiving yards. So I need a big second half here. If you do follow Harry, his picks on extrapoints.com, 11 and 2 against the spread in his last 12. So Harry is definitely somebody that you want to be following if you want to be cashing those tickets. We are here, though, to bring you our seven against the spread contest picks for week 13 of the college football season. That's it. This is over. We're done. College football. Long gone. And before we get into bowl games. Um, but Harry, my man, happy to have you back. We're 39, 37 and one on the season. I would like for that to be a little better, but you know what? Seven picks, two people. It's very, 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 very tough to do. Mm. Tougher than I thought it would be. So this is a learning experience. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, how are you feeling about the season? Yeah, you know, it's it's been tough. We've had a couple, uh, you know, one of the cut seems like when we've come down to a one score game what mm-hmm. meant the spread. I'd really say we've probably hit one out of every three in that. That makes it difficult for a long haul season. I mentioned yeah. before, you know, we had that swing a couple of weeks ago when we had the Vikings and the Colts. Uh, boy, that could have changed things around. But still, mm-hmm. we're above 500. Let's uh, let, we still get time here. We can finish strong. What we are doing each week is Harry is sharing with me some of his picks. I'm sharing with him some of my picks. We're seeing if we agree and together we're coming up with our seven against spread. This week, we do have a couple of games in common um, based off of the list that we sent to each other. So those are automatically in. And we'll go ahead and start first with one that I hate to admit that I am on. But it is Michigan plus seven and a half at home to Ohio State. We are both on this game. Mm -hmm. I actually said a couple of weeks ago that I like Ohio State to win the national championship. Um, now I'm actually kind of worried that I think Michigan has a shot here to upset. <laughs> you like it. I like it. Give me your reasons as to why. Yeah, I like it. Look, you know, well, we know what Ohio State did last week. We know uh, they're just toyed with Michigan State. Their offense is, uh, is, is going crazy with C.J. Stroud putting up big numbers. Probably going to be the Heisman winner. But Michigan still put up the highest point total of the season last week, 59 on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, without quorum um, at Maryland. And I just like this offense. I'm not a big fan of Jim Harbaugh, needless <laughs> to say. But but this is one of his maybe best or second best team he's had um, since he's been in Ann Arbor. And Absolutely. they roll on offense. They got a, they're a machine on offense. And I'll tell you what, I just think that this is a spot where it's value, Pam. It's value. You're home. Uh, I know you're going up against your rival who your head coach can't beat, but boy, I still more than a touchdown at home with the number six team in the country. I just think the value is there for a team getting that many points here. And I like Michigan in the spot and look, Ohio state, a couple of games before that uh, past couple of weeks, they didn't, they didn't cover two straight weeks. So right. I kind of like Michigan in the spot. And that's exactly why I like Michigan as well. This is a good defense. And as you alluded to, this is Harbaugh's most complete team in his recent years. Um, I love Michigan Wolverines, not just in this spot, but as a team collectively. I thought they were going to kind of crumble over there without Quorum, but they did well without him. And potentially he could be back for this game. Mm-hmm. And as you alluded to, Ohio State against good defenses, defeated Penn State by just nine points, defeated Nebraska by nine points. Both of those teams are top 20 defense and opponent touchdowns allowed. Michigan is seventh best in opponent red zone scores. They're 10th best in opponent touchdowns allowed. So I think this defense alone can manage Ohio State. 
Um, and then their offense is going to be what can potentially pull out the upset. I think mm-hmm. I'm hoping for an Ohio State win and a Michigan cover. I also do like the under, but definitely both of us are on Michigan plus seven and a half. The other game that we do like that we automatically locked in is Penn State at Michigan State. The line for this is one and a half. Um, I definitely don't hate this. I took them on the money line, Penn State, because I'd rather just not mess with spreads. This opened as a pick and it's pushed up to one and a half, but um, it's pretty simple. Michigan State, you still suck on this year's secondary. You're still the worst. You went from the worst secondary last year, last week, to still the worst secondary this week, and you got even more exploited by that Ohio State offense. Penn State, Sean Clifford, is this as potent? Absolutely not. But I think if you combine him along with the wide receiver that they have in Jahan Dotson, over 1,000 receiving yards, I think both of them can definitely do some damage. And Penn State, they have a good defense. And Michigan State, what do they like to do? Run the ball. Penn State's best defense against the run. So what do you like, Ben? Yeah, you know, last week, uh, I mean, uh, Penn State did shut out. Rutgers held him to 150 total yards. Clifford started the game. He was a bit under the weather, so he didn't finish. But still, Penn State won that game going away by 28. Um, and I really like them here mostly because you mentioned their defense. Uh, uh, like I said, shut out last week against Rutgers, held Michigan to 21 points in a tough loss. Um, and you mentioned also held Ohio state, uh, to 33 points, only lost them by nine. Their defense has been really strong down the stretch here. Penn state has, and Michigan states hasn't four straight, uh, uh, games are averaging 39 points against Michigan state has given up 39 points over the last four games per game. Uh, I think Penn state again, shuts them down with their defense wins this game, maybe like 27, 20. And, you know, they hold Michigan State to a low score here because of the defense. Oh, and for the contest, I just saw that we're getting Michigan plus eight and a half. So we have an extra Ooh, point. By the way, Pam, going to the game, going to the game. Oh, that's going to be Leaving at one. seven in the morning. Seven in that the is going to be an amazing, amazing game to watch. So then those are two games that we do have in common. Uh, there's some other games. What games? What other else were you well, thinking of? I'm curious. First, by the way, in that Ohio State-Michigan game, not that it has to do with our uh, – our contest, but do you like the over in that game? Because I do love it. No, I like the under. You like if, the under. Wow. If I do like the under, it's if it's because Michigan is doing good things on that defense. And all those mm-hmm. games that I mentioned with Ohio State, where they beat what was it? In those games that they struggled with Penn State, Nebraska, those were both the points both those yeah. games had 57 points or less in both games. And now you're getting 63 in this one. I think it's just an extra full touchdown of overvalued because of what you saw last week from Ohio state. You're not going to see that same type of production against Michigan. All right. I was looking just a little bit at the over just because of both teams in the fifties last week and, uh, and the last two meetings really high, but I don't, we'll see. We'll see. It's supposed to be a little chilly there under, uh, under 35 degrees, by the way, in the same conference, the big 10, I kind of like Nebraska. I did like Nebraska against Iowa because they've been, uh, you know, Scott Frost got re up there. uh, So he's going to be there for a while. And Nebraska has played some tough games. They played, like you mentioned, the Ohio State game tough. They they held they held uh, Wisconsin and only lost by seven last week to them. Um, but they don't have Adrian Martinez a quarterback now. They're going to go with a freshman quarterback who's basically never played. I, I don't understand why this line hasn't oh, gone up more. Well, the line has moved drastically. Actually, it went from a three and a half favorite in Nebraska to one and a half underdog. So the line definitely saw a major shift. I couldn't yeah. put Nebraska in because I put Iowa for a Yahoo article. 
um, because Adrian Martinez to me is huge. You take out Adrian. I used to always say about Nebraska is they're an offensive one and it consisted of Adrian Martinez. Well, one minus one equals zero. So I don't know how Nebraska can win this game offensively. But why is the line so low still? I agree uh, because Iowa doesn't have an offense, <laughs> but I, think, I know and they've been disappointing in the second half, but I, of the, season, but the matchup but, that I like boy. is this freshman quarterback, this, uh, this inexperienced quarterback against the number one team in the country for intercept Lo- for forcing interceptions. Logan Smothers, right? Logan Smothers I mean, is his name. Yeah. Mm. So it's Logan Smothers versus the Iowa defense. In my mind, I don't care how good of a defense Nebraska can put together. It would be Logan Smothers against a team that yeah. has generated 21 forced interceptions this season, first in the nation. That alone is enough for me to say no to Nebraska. I did put Iowa for an article, so I can't use this yeah. game. <laughs> I was just saying, if, if Martinez isn't there, I could see taking Nebraska because they haven't quit on uh, Frost. They haven't quit on the season. But right now, you're right with this guy. I can't do it either. Okay. Uh, well, a game that I liked, uh, let's talk about. Oh, we still got a thing. That, there's a few th- games that I liked. I was thinking NC State at home. I was thinking South Alabama plus 15 at home to Costa Carolina. I was thinking Wash- Ooh, Washington. I love Washington plus one at home to Washington State. To me, that's a really interesting one mm-hmm. because what the Washington State Cougars, they do have a shot here to win the Pac-12 North. If they win this game and if Oregon, who is seven point favorites on the road uh, at home to Oregon State on if they lose to Oregon State, mm-hmm. um, but the Huskies. They are not making a bowl and they are four and seven on the season, but they do have an opportunity to close out the season here with a strong home win. They have a chance to play a spoiler against a conference foe. That's always an opportunity that I'm looking to bag on. Washington is ranked number one for passing defense and Washington state. What did they do? All they do is run. So I think there's definitely momentum here coming into this game because Washington just come came off a, a good win last week as well. Um, Washington plus one at home is something that I was eyeing. What else? I was. Also- uh, I thought you liked Oregon State too, right? Oh, I do like Oregon State. Yes, Oregon State plus seven at Oregon. Uh, the Ducks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what do Oregon? Their dreams to making the college football playoff last week got absolutely shattered when they lost thirty-eight to seven to Utah, and now you got to show up for one more game. <laughs> how, do, how does that happen? Not, not giving me credit for that Utah game, Pam. I am totally giving you credit. You were totally (laughs) right about that. I was so scared that the line Uh, moved from three to three and a half. That hook, I think that hook definitely matters more so in the NFL. Definitely a lot less in the in college football. That place was rocking. But I, but I listen. I I kind of lean. I'm leaning towards your uh, Oregon State too. They've been playing. They play tough. They play. uh, uh, You know, Oregon. Like I said, was kind of fraudulent. Kind of showed a little bit. A little bit last week. Um, really couldn't get any offense going. Don't like Brown at quarterback. I don't think he's that good. Of a, I don't think he's a good passer at all. Sometimes no, he can scramble. But this Oregon State team's been scrappy. They can put points on the board. Um, you know, so I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not down on that pick at all. I like the points. And I always I think love it's too many. You- I always love taking Oregon State as an underdog. You and mm-hmm. I, I think a couple seasons ago, we both took Oregon State. I think it was against UCLA. It was against somebody. They were 11-point underdogs. And we were like, what? Money line. Oregon mm-hmm. State all the way. And we both ended up hitting. We were both correct on that game. And ever since then, like, you always take Oregon State as an underdog. They're, mm-hmm. as you said, they're just a scrappy team. And they still have a shot here to actually yeah, make it to the, right. to the Pac-12 title game. They would have to win this game. And then what was the other scenario? They have a shot Washington, here to win. Washington State has to lose, right? Has to lose. Yeah, exactly. If Washington State mm-hmm. loses on Friday. But if they end up not, if Washington State ends up winning, Oregon State, they won't make the title game. But, of course, they can still get a better bowl spot. And then always play spoiler to Oregon. Crush their dreams even more. 
this is rivalry rivalry week for a reason. You want to go ahead and put Oregon State in? Yeah, let's put them in. And what about uh, you know? I've I've had this team a couple times, and they're impressive. And they won for me last week. Um, and we've discussed the uh, Oregon, um, excuse me, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State game, and we've uh, been down on Oklahoma this year uh, for many reasons. Uh, I think we both know they've been very fortunate in some wins. Uh, and uh, in this situation here, um, I like uh, I like the Cowboys in Stillwater. I think I'll lay the points here. Uh, they shut out Texas Tech last week. Uh, they're playing their best ball for uh, Mike Gundy. Last four games, they've outscored their opponents 165 to 23. 23 points they've given up in the last four games. Who does that in the Big 12? Nobody. Oklahoma's done that now. I really like them against Oklahoma in the spot. I definitely don't dislike that. Um, you're getting them minus four. Is that a problem for you? Is that one? No. Oklahoma State minus four. Um, I don't dislike that at all. Anytime I have a chance to fade Oklahoma, I'm going to take it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did absolutely zero prep for that game, so I'm not even doubting anything. <laughs> I doubted you last week with Washington. I'm not going to do that again. Let's not do that again. Another game that I liked was Notre Dame. It is a big, mm-hmm. big favorite. They're minus 18 and a half on the road to Stanford, but Stanford is just atrocious of a team. And Notre Dame in their last few games, they have held opponents to six points or less. Nine, com- nine combined points in three games yeah. to opponents allowed. And Stanford has scored no more than that number. I mean, hello. Notre Dame, they are still trying to fight here for a playoff spot, so they are looking for style points. They are looking to demolish their opponents, and the you cannot let your foot up off the gas because in case shit hits the bed and you lose this game, you're completely, obviously, out of the playoff race. Girl, what do you think about taking a big favorite for the final it, week? It is a big favorite, but I will, you know, I have that written down as well. The, the defense has been spectacular, like you mentioned. Nine points total given up in the last three weeks. Cohen's been great. That the, the, the offense has been rolling. They're putting up big numbers. They're playing the best ball that they have of the season. It's hard not to. And Stanford may have just packed it in, you know. So um it's hard not. I mean, it's a big number, but still the Irish are rolling everybody by 30. And Stanford, they are without their third best wide receiver in John Humphreys. Um, mm-hmm. But in the last few, three games that I talked about, they Stanford has played five separate quarterbacks in the last three games. They do have their starting quarterback returning or, or playing. He's back uh, cornerback, quarterback Tanner McKee. He did get the start against Cal, but he had zero passing touchdowns, two interceptions, and he has thrown seven interceptions in his last four games played. Mm-hmm. Why does that matter? Because Notre Dame is tied for third best for forcing interceptions. This is why they are shutting teams out and scoring up all the points and not necessarily from offense. They're top 10 in quarterback pressure. Stanford is bottom 40 in quarterback protection. Um, I like to end game a lot. I love live betting situations. So looking for a Stanford team total under could also be an opportunity for an in-game. You want to go ahead and put in Notre Dame? Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, what do you think then about, I also gave you, is there another game that you like up on the board? That's oh, four there's, games, there's, five games. There's, there's two pro real quick, real quick that I kind of like, see if you like these, I like the Bengals minus the four against the Steelers. Uh, they already beat them. They beat them by double digits in Pittsburgh. Uh, they look really good again in the Bengals last week. Mixon ran the ball fantastic. Pittsburgh is 26th in the NFL versus the run. And even Najee Harris, who's been playing decent lately. Pittsburgh was dead last last year running the ball. They're only 27th this year. Harris got banged up last week a little bit. 
Uh, I know they put up a nice number of 37 points against the Chargers. I think that was an anomaly for Pittsburgh and Big Ben. I think they go back to their sluggish ways here. Mm-hmm. Bengals take control here. Bengals giving up the ninth least points in the NFL. I think Ben's going to struggle. So I like the Bengals. And I also like the Falcons a little bit. I think minus one. Uh, I don't love this game for any other in terms of reasons, spam in terms of stats, but it's like, you know, Come on, Matt and Ryan. Come on. Can you do something here? Three no. <laughs> points total in the last two weeks. You got to show up. Kyle Pitts has got to show up. You got to be able to beat Lawrence and Urban Meyer. Uh, I think you got to win this one, uh, Matt and Ryan. I know the line's low, so just basically go out and win the game. Get it done, man. Get it done. I can't agree with you on the Bengals because I have Steelers on my NFL contest card with Kelly. Um, uh, for reasons, I actually do like this team. I think big Ben is being, uh, under he's underappreciated right now. He's thrown zero interceptions, uh, in his last few games. He's been really stellar. Actually, he's not getting enough credit. Plus they're getting TJ Watt back and TJ Watt against Joe Burrow, who is pretty atrocious. He's pretty bad under pressure. He has a 49% completion of a couple of interceptions. Um, I like TJ Watt against Joe Burrow in this matchup. So I couldn't do that just because clearly I'm on the other side with the contest already. Falcons. I have no opinion on that. If you do like it, Hey, let's roll with Matt Ryan. Why the hell not? What do we, you also like Cal a little bit too, right? Uh, I do like Cal. Yes, I think I looked at is, that one a little bit too. Let me know why you like them. Well, the bear, the gold, the golden bears. They have they're four and six on the season, but they're one of the few teams who actually have an opportunity here to still make a bowl because their game against USC was canceled was rescheduled because of COVID concerns. So now they have two games left on the on deck when everybody else just has this one. So if they can beat UCLA and beat USC next week, then they can become bowl eligible. But aside from that, I mean, Cal has shown that they can hang against a good rushing team. They defeated Oregon State 39 and 25. And though Cal is a run first team quarterback, Chase Garbers, he is a capable passer. He has 7.5 passing average. He has 16 touchdowns on the season and the Bruins defense. They are 111th against the pass. So this isn't an opportunity here for Cal who has a better defense can exploit the secondary with UCLA and UCLA has already locked up a bull bid. So what exactly Mm -hmm. are they playing for right now? Yeah. I mean, look, I think it was a nice win uh, last week. A uh, nice performance by Cal uh, in a bounce back win. Uh, they won by thirty over Stanford after uh, on the road too. After uh, after losing uh, to Arizona when they were down like fifteen players, so uh, that was nice to see Cal still fighting. Fighting um, UCLA though, but I, you're right. Maybe they don't have much to play for, but still, their offense uh, they look really good last that week, really putting good. up sixty two against USC. Um, six and a half here with a chance to make a bowl if they went. I mean. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't, I don't hate it. Uh, especially sometimes these teams in college too, they look great one week. Then the next week's a lay an egg in terms of offense, no cover. Uh, maybe this is a spot for the, uh, UCLA game, uh, with, uh, Cal. So maybe Cal too. Um, then let me see. I mean, I like Cal a little bit more than the Falcons. I don't I mean, can't really trust, can't ever trust the Falcons, right? You can't trust Matt Ryan. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not no, just you the can't. Falcons. You can't trust Matt Ryan. No Calvin mm-hmm. Ridley. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a big thing. Uh, what about Maryland then? There's only, there's not too, too many games that I like this week. Maryland was yeah. an option. I also liked Washington at home. I was also thinking South Alabama plus 15 at home to Coastal Carolina. 
Um, South Alabama, that could be a potential one because they are still a good defense. And Coastal Carolina, they are not covering games this season. They defeated Troy 35 to 28 as a 17 point favorites. They lost to Georgia State outright as 12 and a half point favorites. They defeated Texas State 35 to 21 as 24 and a half point favorites. And South Alabama, they're getting the quarterback back, Jake Bentley. Um, he was out from injury and he was warming up last week, but he didn't play in that game. He could be playing in this game. And the Jags, they are still. A pretty good defense. They're top 35 in defense in home games. Uh, in a home game, that means more to them. They're still trying to find a bowl bid. They need one more win. And close to Carolina, they're not playing in the Sun Belt title. So do they care? <laughs> let's see. What do we have? We got, let's see here. We got Michigan, Penn State, Oklahoma Oregon. State, Oregon State, Notre Dame, Oregon and Cal. State's for Cal. Uh, okay. So Michigan, Penn State, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, Cal. Oregon State. All right, let's go to South Alabama. I have no idea. I don't I don't love this, but I mean, why not? What else are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah, that's good. I wrote it for an article. They, hey, hey, they owe they owe us one, right? From we had it two weeks ago when we uh we got screwed by like uh three points when we had them. Let's see what the line is. Why can't I find it? There you go. South Alabama plus 15. Okay. okay. Let's do it. Would you want Falcons over South Alabama? Nah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Well, Doesn't then those matter. Let's are our seven idea. against the spread picks. We're taking Oregon State plus six and a half for the contest. You can definitely find seven up on the board if you look for it. Penn State minus one, Michigan plus eight and a half, Oklahoma State minus four, Notre Dame minus 19 and a half, and Cal plus seven, and South Alabama plus 15. Those are our seven against the spread picks for college football week 13. Do make sure to check out Harry's work on Best Bet Corner and extrapoints.com, where again, he is 11 and two against the spread in his last 12 picks uh 13 picks how many is that 11 and 12 <laughs> and two 11 and two against the spread it sounded better bit. 12 it sounded bad that sounded better <laughs> and you can also see his stuff on against all odds podcast with cousin Zal. do make sure to follow harry on twitter at aao harry you can follow me on twitter at pamela m35 harry my man happy thanksgiving to you your friends and your family happy to have you on this week and can't wait to see you again next week when i say hey well, guess what buddy we went seven and oh <laughs> nice, Pam. Take care. That does it for another college football podcast of Stack and Stacks.